84 with Ontario and Team Alpha Male's Michael Malott and Royal Jiu-Jitsu Brown Belt and owner Mick Roy. Let's do it. Hello, hello, John Foster, and welcome to episode 84. What's up? That's it, man. Getting back to new normal. I guess every day seems to be getting a little busier and a little back on track. So, yeah, yeah man, cool. moving forward. Finally awesome. got our shop launched today. Yes, that's right. Everybody, as you can tell, this episode is sponsored by us. Boom. Make sure you go check us out at fightleagueatlantic.com. Find the shop. What are they going to do, John? They are going to save themselves $10 using promo code FLA-presale on orders $50 or more and get free shipping on everything. And, yeah, yeah pop it. Deal. Let's get the brand out there. Yeah, it's a hell of a deal, man. Let's hell of a deal. That, great man. job on that. You and your team, great job on the on the store there online, you and Henry and Thomas and the, and the team. <laughs> uh, we got a great episode here, man. Let's Pretty get much. right into it. Uh Man, let's get our first guest on here, uh, Mike Malott. You know, everybody's kind of tuning in here to see to talk about this guy. You know, Mike is a guy that we obviously both know, being on here on the East Coast, yeah. originally from Waterdown, Ontario. Uh, back there now for a visit, I believe. But man, this guy—he he does it all. He has it all. He's a complete package. When it comes, he's a five-one-on-one as a fighter. Uh, now he's a coach at Team Alpha Male, the you know one of the best clubs, uh, one of the best gyms in the entire sport. Uh, you see him pretty much every weekend all over the UFC. He's uh, there's not much more you can say. Super talented, a fantastic guy, and uh, as I said before, handsome as hell. So let's bring him on, shall we? Let's do it, man. All right, let's do it, Mr. Michael Malott. How are you, sir? What's going on, boys? How's it going? Awesome, Excellent. man. Thanks so much for joining us. How's things? Thanks for having me on. No, it's good. Just uh, back home for a little bit, visiting the family, hanging out, you know, mm-hmm. missed home a little bit, but uh, going to be back. COVID was weird, so I didn't think I'd get back here for uh, a good chunk of this year. Nice. Yeah. When did you get back, Mike? When were you traveling back? I got back about two weeks ago. So okay. So still, things are... Uh, still have a couple days left in my 14-day isolation and stuff, so just been like running at the house and doing <laughs> house workouts and stuff. My parents have a, a little bit of a weight room type thing, so I'm working out a little bit. So that's like keeping me sane. That's like keeping me above board. But nice, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard for like you know for the regular person. It's hard, but for someone like you, like you're at the gym all day, every day, pretty much. You know, working with high level fighters, it's it's definitely got to be an adjustment for you. Yeah, I mean, just we, we've been traveling a lot lately too. I've been, mm-hmm. I've been, uh, I've done three fight trips in the past. Well, in a what was it, five week period, three fight trips. So, wow. we just constant, constant go. So it was nice to have that little break when I got back here. Was just slow down and chill out and yeah. and not uh, not be constantly on the go. But yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to getting some getting out there and getting some stuff done and doing some front and training. Yeah. Sick. What was what was flying like, Mike? You said you've done three trips and then coming back home as well. I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Got to so, be. Fl- uh, the first trip was to Jacksonville, Florida. So I assumed yeah. I'm like nobody's gonna be going to Jacksonville. All the flights are empty right now anyway. Dude, Jacksonville was packed. The flight there was like <laughs> sold out. So I'm like sitting beside all these people. This is like kind of almost in the height of you know. Yeah, that wasn't. It started that was dying down a little okay. bit. But. Yeah, that was uh, yeah, I think so. Or first week in June, I think. First yeah, week in June. It was the second show the UFC put on since COVID. So we were like, <laughs> like the first Pack round. Them in. The Let's before, do it. 
or was, you know what? It was the third one. Excuse me. There was the, the Saturday. Then they put the Wednesday card on, and then we were the final Saturday. So the week after uh, Dominic Cruz and Henry Cejudo fought, I was cornering some guys out there. So it was like we were getting ready to leave, and it was like hopefully they don't screw up these shows somehow and get everything shut down. But yeah. at least we weren't like the first. I didn't want to be the first week guinea pig. Yeah, it would have been crazy experience. Yeah, for, like, just another thing to add to the tackle box, you know, like just been, been there, done that, saw like saw how it's ran. Like it's an experience and it's an it's, it's a pretty high level one, really. Like the UFC does it well. Yeah, no question. Yeah, they did a pretty good job. They did a pretty good job. It was a, a lot more strict in Vegas than, than Jacksonville. Jacksonville was pretty lax. Um, I was expecting a little more structure. It wasn't too bad. The COVID tested us when we first got there. So first day we got two tests. We got the antibody blood test when we first got there. And then we got the down the nose test. Mm -hmm. Like before we stepped, like, you know, first thing you step in the hotel, it's like, all right, head right there before you go to your room. You still got all your bags just off like a long flight. Uh, <laughs> so we get these tests done, get the tests done, whatever, like, couple of the guys were like one of our coaches was like freaking out about it he just heard like horror stories so this whole flight trip he's just like this whole flight trip we're flying out there he's like freaking out about this <laughs> nose nose thing he's like you, you we're like making fun of him we're like dude you're really tripping on this he's like dude are you guys not freaking out about this like you're gonna shove some shit up our noses like this is gonna be he's dude he's just like not having a good time this whole flight out there i get to the airport it's like 5 30 in the morning when i get there and i'm cornering uh song yadong a chinese yeah superstar this kid is if amazing. you want to like like invest in a young stock of a fighter song Yidong's your guy kid is a complete package he's an unreal fighter yeah. super athletic does everything he's told like just l lives this sport you know he's a great a great fighter he's on his way up he's like right. number 12 or something like yeah, that that was an incredible anyway, fight too with yeah with Chio Vera and he took it on two and a half weeks notice and, you know, some guy, most guys, when they take a fight on two and a half weeks notice, they've been in the gym, but they're just not getting ready for anything, mm -hmm. anything specific, anything specific. He's Chinese during COVID. Like, he's like, look, I don't want to be the guy to pass this around to other people. Like, I don't want to be the guy getting sick because that's everybody's, you know, everybody's freaked out about COVID as is. And, you know, I, I think it was like a little bit of like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want it to look any worse being a Chinese guy getting COVID, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they were, yeah, like, super taking it seriously. He went from, like, the couch, a little bit of, a little bit of COVID love weight on him, and uh, from there just, like, was doing sprints every morning with Faber. They were just, like, killing it. It was a really hard two-and-a-half-week camp. He put a lot of work in in a, a short period of time, but even still, it would have been nice to get that eight weeks. You know, I know, yeah. I know Cheeto Vera was – running like six you know some guys were saying he was running like 12 miles a day posting that you know leading up to this for months like was desperate to get a fight so mm. it was a close fight song pulled it out I was, I was really proud of him but i think on a full camp he gets a, a better performance um yeah I think he gets that i think he gets that stoppage but the uh as far as the uh flight it was hilarious like so song and his girlfriend daisy wife or girlfriend daisy show up and they've got like these full painters hazmat suit type <laughs> things on the glasses the masks everything like when you're flying you've got to have the mask and gloves yeah. so i just wore like long sleeves i didn't know what you know I was, I was a little worried about this stuff so i wore like i didn't want too much skin exposed so i just wore like long pants long sleeves gloves over my over my wrists and stuff and then Faber shows up 
he's the third corner man. He shows up in his full hazmat suit too. So we're like laughing at him, and then he pulls up in the hazmat suit, and I'm like, "Bro, you've still got your flip flops on, like you've got your full body covered, gloves, gloves, mask, glasses, everything. Like he's got the full thing, and then just exposed feet. I'm like, what? You think that's just where they're gonna stop? Like COVID's just not gonna get your feet? Like." The guy's like, well, I wear my flip-flops every day. It's like, you don't wear a hazmat suit every day. Yeah, Nobody, yeah. like, make the one adjustment one time. We're oh, that's dying awesome. and laughing. <laughs> Just the guy's killing us, man. I He's saw so your funny. post, actually. I think you were, like, put an Instagram post out about that, like him standing there like this. That was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Was, was he wearing a full suit to, like, mock the other guy as a joke, or was he doing that because he was going to no, anyway? No, no. No, he was, he was wearing like, a legit surreal, wearing think, a hazmat suit? I just think uh, as a precaution. Yeah, yeah. He well, he's, he's you know he's got a kid. He's got you know. So I, I would have been wearing one too, truthfully. What's yeah, that? I might have been wearing one too. I brought like yeah. No joke. No, I think it's, it was. I think it was a little bit of the. Uh, I think it was a little bit of don't you be bringing that home type thing. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wear the damn hazmat suit then, you know. There you no, go. That's it. it yeah, that's right. right. No one recognizing that either, too. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was the best. Yeah, yeah. So I gotta ask you, Mike. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, especially being at, starting at the airport in Sacramento, you know, he's like the biggest star in that city. Yeah. So just to be be the guy, like, <laughs> just for sure drawing all eyes. Anyway. Yeah, that's funny, man. Yeah, that's what John and I were kind of talking about before that. Like, we both know you're here from the East Coast, and you're obviously started your career. You're, you're an Ontario native. You came out to the East Coast for school, but I don't know, and and John doesn't know. Like, obviously, Titans a big part of your life, and, and uh, but how how did the transition happen to get out to Team Alpha Male and the big big role that you play there now? Um. Yeah, I mean. Titans was my home for like six years, man. Yeah. I, I, for a long time, I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life in Halifax. I love that city. That's just, I have so many good memories from, from Halifax, from the gym Titans. Like I went to Dalhousie yeah. while I was out there for university. So I just, I loved my time out there, but it just got to the point where I, I felt like I, I was getting ready for a, a world series of fighting fight. And there's a lot of good jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of good boxing. I don't know what the gym's like now. I still, I'm still in contact with a bunch of guys, but you know, I'm not there every day, so yeah, I don't know what it was like. Sure, of course. There was one one point when I was getting ready for my fifth pro fight. Gavin Tucker was out for like a year with a shoulder injury, and my other main training partner, Pat Carroll, was out for like months with a knee injury. So mm -hmm. I just didn't have my main two guys. Mm -hmm. You know, I was doing some some gi jiu-jitsu with some good, really good gi guys. So that was great. But it's like not yeah. quite the same as MMA grappling. I had some, you know, some boxers to work with, which is great, but yeah. easy, you know, it's not the same as MMA striking. I just didn't have the things in between. So I decided to go home and do my camp in Ontario, just, you know, live with my parents for a couple of months and, mm -hmm. uh, or, or the, the really what ended up being a, a, a couple of weeks, um, you know, and then I was like, you know, I need to find somewhere like yeah where this isn't gonna happen you know this might this can't happen again you know i need i need more training partners i need more guys my size more especially wrestling like wrestling was always the biggest weakness in my game growing up i, I had a lot of great jiu-jitsu and striking but i was like look i can go somewhere where i'd probably be more comfortable like a rufo sport mm -hmm. that was like one of my first choices rufo sport but i'm like that's not gonna take care of the obvious mm. hole in my game the rest yeah. like i can either go and be patted on the ass and be like hey man you're doing great you're awesome like just keep doing what you're doing mm -hmm. or i can go to a room where i'm not special and guys are going to beat my ass yeah and 
I'm just either going to learn or I'm going to do something else. So mm-hmm. I went down to Alpha Male and I uh, I got the the hookup from Josh Hill. Josh Hill, the uh, oh, Canadian okay. fighter, fights. Uh, he's actually down there right now. He he was going down to Alpha Male a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, so I got like their manager's information from him and set up the trip. I just kind of moved down there. I'd never been like west of. Uh, I'd never been to the West Coast before. I'd never been to the West Coast of the U.S. Crazy. or California or anything. But I just showed up in my jeans and boots and like. 90 degree weather <laughs> and uh just like all right i showed up at the gym with like two suitcases one of the one of the guys the one of the team managers dave picked me up from the airport dropped that's me out of awesome. the gym and i'm like all right i'm here here to stay wow that's how, very how cool. many years have you been down there now mike it's been uh it's been a little over five years now yeah it's been a mm-hmm. while and yeah. the transition did you did you go there being like I'm going to fight, but I'm going to be a coach or did that just kind of happen um, just naturally through the, through the process of being there? Or? I had, I had zero interest in coaching when I, yeah. Okay. Like even for, Crazy, you know, even right? for after fighting, I was like, you know what? I don't even want to be a coach after I'm done fighting. I, I don't, I just want to fight and focus on my career and then we'll figure out what's next. And, uh, <clears throat> I was fighting and I, I hadn't quite gotten to a, a high level yet. You know, I had some, some fights at decent levels. The like World Series was a big show at the time. Yeah. And then Bellator, yeah, I had course. a fight on a big Bellator card that was cool. And then uh, I won my first Canadian title um, when I moved up to lightweight. which is definitely a better weight class for me at the time. And uh, I was like, just, I, I was about to sign a fight for, or sign a contract for another fight. And I'm like, okay. I win, I win this fight and then maybe I go to the UFC and like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, maybe I win this and I, I go to the UFC or maybe I have to win one more and then I go to the UFC. And then when I was thinking about it, I just wasn't even excited about the idea of going to the UFC. Uh, sure. It just wasn't like, no. no longer like, from the time I was like 13 years old, when I started martial arts, that was the goal. Like, I'm a big picture guy. I'm like, that's where I want to be. I, I'm not going to parties. I'm not going to do this with my friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not staying out late because in 10 years there's going to be some brazilian killer who i have to fight in the ufc who, who, <laughs> who didn't do that either so i was just like laser focused on the sport and i think i got a little burnt out and mm. I was like look man i just don't even like the the idea of going to the ufc had always been a dream and and when i was about to sign that fight i'm like dude i don't care if i go to the ufc like i don't even want to do this right now and, i think uh, it's a sport that if you're not super pumped you just need to stop fighting you're just gonna get hurt. This isn't baseball, man. This is yeah. Like, if you, there's there's some young stud who's hungry as hell every yeah. day. Yeah, exactly. Your ass, and it's like yeah. You see it with guys. You see it with guys who are who who were big earlier in their career, and then they just kind of hit a wall, and yeah. they start becoming a 500 fighter or a, a sub 500 fighter, and it's like it's sad to see a guy who just is like getting his ass beat and then wins like a garbage decision or something, and it's just like they're clearly on their way out. It's like, man, what happened to that guy? I think a lot of the time it's just passion and fire. And yeah. That will to, that yeah. will to win and that real desire to like dig deep and win and do everything it takes to win. If that's yeah. not there, do something else. And, uh, I was like, you know what? It might come back someday, but for now I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm enjoying jujitsu. I actually caught the like real fire jujitsu bug after, uh, your show. Uh, it's uh, it's funny man, you kicked. say that because that's a question I had on here because I really noticed that too. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna 
I'm, I'm going to just train jiu-jitsu for a while and figure out what it is that I want to do. So I called two of our head coaches, Danny Castillo and Uriah Faber, and I just explained myself to both of them. I'm like, hey, you know, I just I don't know if, if I want to keep doing this right now. I just don't feel like the desire to do it. And uh, Faber was like, well, we had a head coach. He was like kind of demoted to striking coach yeah. because of some issues. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he's like, look, that guy's – headed out at, I think this was maybe in November or December of like 2017. He's like, Hey, he's headed out next month. He has one fighter he's cornering and then he's done. Nobody knows it yet, but he's on his way out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Do you want, do you want the position as head striking coach? Basically? Like, do you want to take that over? And I was like, all right, let's, let's do this. Sounds good. So awesome. I just started coaching guys and holding mitts. And I was like coaching part-time at a UFC gym just to, just to make ends meet while I was fighting and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I bet in, six or seven months I won't have to coach at the UFC gym anymore and uh, I'll just be coaching at Alpha Male so I gave him kind of a heads up I'm like hey and like it's going to be a few more months like six months I'll, I'll probably be on my way out so maybe just start looking for somebody else I can kind of teach him whatever I know about coaching and stuff to, to help yeah and so I went to Alpha Male and just kind of like told a couple people and by the end of the week I had so many people come up to me like, hey, I want privates, I want mitts, nice. I, like, can you corner me for this fight, this and that, that I like went back to that job and was like, hey, remember when I said like six months, this is actually my two weeks right now, like I can't, I've, I've canceled all my, all, almost all my classes that I had to teach there anyway, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to teach <laughs> only what I have to, and then, sorry, like, I know it said longer, but here's my two weeks officially, really like, cool. I, I just, it was, it was, it was pretty cool, I just kind of got thrown right in, and, trial by fire, uh, man. Yeah, it's yeah, worked exactly. out, eh? Yeah, yeah, it worked out pretty pretty well. You know, first guy we I, I cornered was uh, Taruto Ishihara in I think June of 2018 in Singapore. So that was like cool. It's like my first oh, wow. yeah, I across that. the world to like a beautiful country that I knew nothing about before going there. So uh, that was a pretty cool experience. Not the the outcome you'd mm-hmm. want from a fight. Taruto Ishihara welcomed. Uh, Peter Yan to the UFC superstar yeah. now. So yeah, Peter Yan fights Fuck, against man. Saturday. Oh my god, dude! When I saw that that was our opponent, I was like, "Whose fucking idea is this?" <laughs> <laughs> so like, they sit me down. I was, dude, I was in Canada. I was in, I was home in May visiting family, and they're like, "Hey, before, right before I went, they're like, hey, will you corner Taru, his manager?" I was like, "Hell yeah, sounds awesome!" Like, you'll be his head coach. Work everything out. Okay, cool. Awesome. I'm flying back and they're like, hey, we just signed a fight. I was like, oh, damn, that was quick, like five days later. Okay, cool. They're like, here's the, here's the guy you're, you're fighting. I didn't know the name. We'll sit down and watch tomorrow. We sit down, watch the dude's last ACB title defense in <laughs> Russia before he, he got signed. And the first, question, uh, the first question I asked, I was like, so the fight's signed? Like, it's signed it already? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do you think? You like it? I was like, oh, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, great time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, dude, like, not that True can't beat him. True hits, like, a yeah. fucking Mack truck. The dude used to pitch fastball and baseball. Like, oh, the dude's yeah. left hand comes out of nowhere at weird angles. He's got that Japanese traditional style where his, like, distance is, like, an extra six inches or a foot. So it's, like, hard to, to move in on the guy. So when you move in, you get caught with weird stuff. He's got good kicks. We really added in a bunch of knees and, and, and clinch work for that fight. And he looked really sharp leading up to the fight. And so, dude, like, I'm not, I, like, True could beat 
damn near anybody in the world yeah. if he he's he's ready for it. But I was sure. just like, this is like a guy nobody knows in North America, and this is a tough fight. I was like, ah, oh, shit. That I really wish we had gotten maybe talked about this with somebody else before before signing it. But unfortunately, it didn't work out for Truer that night. He got he got stopped, but he's it, hilarious. It wasn't by a nobody. You know, it's not by some guy who's forgotten yeah. about on the prelims. The dude's headlining yeah. what next weekend or two weeks from now? This weekend, I think. Yeah, the eleventh. Been in the been in the UFC for two years. It's almost like two years to the day from that fight. And he's he's headlining for a world title. Yeah, yeah. It's bananas how the sport, say. how the, even the UFC has changed in since those two years. Like with the addition of yeah. like, like him, like Isadania, like there's just the list goes on and on, man. It's bananas. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a complete shakeup. I mean, that division alone is so stacked right now. Like, we have a bunch of high level guys in that. I cornered Cody Garbrandt a couple weeks yeah. ago. That was our third yeah. time. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. That one, that one, honestly, that one felt good, man. That one yeah. felt good. I know it's not me in there doing that work. I know that was Cody, but damn, that felt good to, yeah. to get, like, dude, he's a good buddy of mine now. Like, we, I didn't really know him that well before I started cornering him. Faber threw it out there to him that, that I, I start working with him. I just started coaching on the team. And Faber was like, you know, Cody was looking for a new coach. He just had a bad, you know, kind of uh, falling out with the the guy who was there before me. Yeah. As did I. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. So. Uh, who, what, who was it? Was it Bang? Uh, oh, we're going to. No, 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 no. It was, uh, okay. was it Tong or was it? Another dude. I don't, 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 don't want to pull it I'll out. I'll tell you yeah. later, John. I'll tell yeah, you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't even, you know what? That guy's got enough publicity. I don't need to give him any Yeah, more. exactly. So, uh, um. Yeah, so I, I start I start coaching, and he was like looking at going like getting other striking coaches that he worked with in the past to come in and work with him, or or talked about maybe <laughs> Danny Patterson with somebody, and uh, maybe uh, you know go you know part time somewhere else or whatever. And uh, Faber just threw it out there. He's like, "Why don't you work with Malat? You know, Malat's a good striker. He he's you know he's new to coaching." full time but like I mean I've been coaching since I was at Titan since I was 19 I took over when uh yeah. one of our coaches went to prison kind of unexpectedly I had like had to take <laughs> over as head striking coach when I was 19 and I was all insecure that some dude was going to come in and beat my ass in front of my students so I just obsessed on striking and that like forced me to get good at it dude right. can I tell you a story a lot before can I, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off man but no, no, so going back to that when John, this involves you too. So, really? yeah, at the buy open is when it happened. Okay, it's, it's nothing bad. When I kind of was like, I was so like, I was like a white belt or something, I don't know. And I was sitting, like, we were all sitting mat side, and like Malat was sitting there beside Jared. And you had your like Team Titans jacket on. I think you were like, like maybe two or three and oh, or whatever. And at that point, you were like this, like, like this. Re, like rising prospect and me as a fan i was like oh there's that mike malott anyway i went over and i talked i was like hey how you doing like i'm i'm Derek or whatever and you were super you were so nice dude you were so down to earth and be like oh hey yeah mike i fight your titans blah 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 like so it's, it's interesting like back then you you really stayed humble that whole time like you nothing really changed with you so it's kind of i don't know where why i wanted to cut you off and tell you that but we were in that <laughs> We were in that story, I guess, in that kind of age bracket when you're 19, 20 years old out here. So that was actually a funny tournament. I remember I was <laughs> like, that was like my, I think that was my first D tournament or 
second second gi tournament, I think. And like I was going up against in the final, like I'd done well, and I was I was going up in the finals against like a teammate of mine, who was like better than me. Usually, he usually beat me. And uh, I remember my our our buddy Scott Nahas, Scott Nahas was sitting there with him, and they're like talking. We're all in like the bleachers, and I was sitting behind those guys, and we'd been there for like 15 minutes, and then they're talking. And Scott says to the guy that I ended up having a, to fight in the finals, he's like, oh, buddy, don't worry. Like, you're winning your division. Like, let's be honest. You're, like, you're winning your division or something like that. And I'm sitting right behind Scott. And I go, thanks a lot, Scott. And he just <laughs> it, like, perks up a little bit. And, like, you could tell he completely forgot I was right behind him. And he goes, sorry, I, I, I forgot you're back there. I'm like, don't worry about it. Classic, Scott, no. Oh, that's it's, so funny. That's, that's awesome. Funny, man. Yeah, those small tournaments, man. They were they were uh, interesting. What was your what was I your favorite small tournament? Because oh, I had just fought um, Judo John Williams, like nice. three. Dude, I remember that. that. That was a quick one. That was a flying knee, right? Yeah, yeah, that one was a flying knee. And uh, I don't think I had ever met John before the fight. You know, we talked a little bit at weigh-in, so that's about it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't really talk to him much after the fight. That was like the only time I'd ever seen him, and like. Uh, again, I was like 20 or 21 or something like that. And, you know, a little bit like, okay, how's this guy going to react? I saw him like on the other side of the room, like, how's he going to react? Is he going to try and get all tough or whatever? And John, like big old arms, like, come here, buddy. What's up? Like just gives me this big old hug. And I was like, oh, this guy's awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, He's amazing. That was, like, that was like one of the first times I had like a really good experience with a guy after a fight. Like the guy I'd fought before him was, was a prick. And yeah. uh, I was just happy to not talk to him after. But John, yeah. I was like, all right, like we're still, still, you know, message each other every once in a while. Like he's a good dude. I like that guy. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of neat when you fight somebody. Sometimes you kind of create that bond, right? You've, uh, yeah. you've done oh, yeah. battle. <laughs> it's yeah. good, man. I got a few buddies like that too. I just know from fighting them or whatever, and you know. But <laughs> I, yeah, my my dad's a preacher. He only saw me fight once, and after the fight, yeah. he said. Uh, he just couldn't believe the sportsmanship in fighting. You got these mm -hmm. tough-looking guys. They're covered in tattoos. They get in a cage, and they beat the crap out of each other. And then they hug, and they shake hands, and they say, good job, and they go off to the dressing room. Right? Yeah. That was that was the big thing he carried away from watching fighting with how sportsmanlike everyone was. That's awesome, man. I'm proud of that fact. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not everybody, I don't think. Not yeah. everybody. But, <laughs> yeah, no. but for the most part, you're so right. It's you're not so a hockey right. game. Nobody's getting sucker punched or freaking yeah. hit from behind. Like you're going to stand in front of each other with a pair of shorts on and, and test your skills. You know, and somebody's got to agree to do that against you or it doesn't work. Yeah. So you've got to have some respect yeah. for the guys that are doing, you know how hard it is. You're doing the same shit. And yeah, it's deadly. Yeah. I love it. It's like what they say about rugby. Rugby, it's like rugby versus soccer. Hmm. Excuse me. Rugby's the uh, the hooligan sport played by gentlemen, and soccer's the the gentleman sport played by hooligans. You know, like yeah. MMA. MMA's kind of like that. It's like I mean, martial arts, jiu-jitsu, muay thai. They're like they're kind of douchebag filters. Like if you're mm -hmm. if you're really so full of yourself, or you're kind of a shitty person, you really can't handle getting humbled. Like the first yeah. six months or a year of you going to a gym is just you realizing you're like, man, I suck at fighting. It's yeah, such a hit to the ego because you like until you kind of accept that, and mm -hmm. you're like, okay, I suck now, but I really got to work. Or like, I'll, I'll dig deep and fight somebody, and I'll give it my all, but I'll, I'll probably get my ass kicked. But yeah. if I learn these new skills, then I'll I'll start climb. You know, I'll start getting better, start climbing. Like, if you're the you really in your own head, you're like, no, I'm the man. 
and you go in there and some like Sally Arsenal, black ball, hundred yeah. pound woman just taps you 15 times. You're like, okay, I'm, I got to just forget today and just, never yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretend I'm still the man, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's very true. That's great advice for, it is uh, very everybody. true. And even just watching guys go from one discipline to the other, you'll have the guys that are really good strikers and decide to try jujitsu and just quit because the first day sucked again and, and vice versa, right? There's not a lot of guys that do the cross, cross (laughs) disciplines. Did you guys see the comment someone made to Paul Felder uh, yesterday online? They're like, I don't know what it was. It was like, Paul, you, you suck or or something. He was, what you, you tell it, Mike. He's, He's somebody was like, Hey, Paul Felder, stick to comment. Like, don't come out of fighting. Stick. You're a much better commentator. Oh, and Paul man. Felder just responds. He's like, do you feel good about doing that? Like, why would you say that to me? Like, would you say that to my face if man to man? And the guy goes, no, he beat my ass. That's why I'm saying on Twitter. And he goes, okay, sure, <laughs> yeah, at least you're honest. Yeah, at least he was honest. So, yeah, like at least if you're gonna be, a, if you're gonna be an ass. At least be an honest ass. You know. Yeah, yeah. I was quite impressed. With that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's definitely different for online versus in real life, man. Hundred percent. But one thing I want to ask you, Mike, uh, we got a couple minutes left here. Um, what you got back there about the Kumite? A lot of people don't realize this. Like that Kumite tournament, like people came in from all over, but people like you trained, you brought yourself in there, like you paid for yourself yeah. to come in there for that experience. And thank you for that, by the way. But. It's incredible how, how much the sport changed kind of right around that time and how it evolved. Like, even people like – is uh, Dustin Akbari, is he still around the uh, yep. club? Yeah. Dude's a, dude's a beast. Unreal. I've, I, I've met – I don't. He, he's top five, top ten most athletic people I've ever met. That guy is insanely athletic. Yeah. Yeah, he wins – well, I don't know if he's still competing a lot, but he's definitely – Yep. He he's competes in uh, Fight to Win in a couple weeks. I, nice. I don't know who he's competing against, but I think end of the next weekend. I think next next weekend or end of the month he's comp- next end of the month end of the month he's competing. End of July. Nice. Yeah, he, he's super talented, dude. Well, uh, yeah. uh, for I guess uh, for anybody who who's out there, I guess and wanted to be in the position that they like that, you know, they're you know whether they want to be a fighter or I guess whether they want to get involved in martial arts and. You know, you're from Ontario, but you, your East Coast roots are pretty thick. Anybody from the East Coast that maybe wants to follow in, in your footpath, that you know, any advice for those people that are, you know, 18, 19 year old, and, and like you say, we're in the position that you were in. I mean, whether it's fighting or coaching, I think the easiest way to put it is like, is find somewhere. There's it's the the options and accessibility to information is way more now than yeah. when I got into. Find a place near you. There are tons of gyms on the East Coast now. There's, it's, it's gonna, like every city you go to, there's probably three good gyms you can go to. Go absorb as much knowledge as you can. Jump around to different gyms. You know, don't be like wishy-washy and, you know, don't, don't necessarily be wishy-washy and changing affiliations all the time. But I, I like open door policy. Like we have that with Alpha Male and, and the gyms I've trained. It's like, just go learn what you can, show other people, acquire as much knowledge as you can, grow. So that if you come to a bigger gym, like if you if you decide to pursue it further and move to a bigger gym, you bring something to the table. Like I personally feel like I bring a lot of knowledge, martial arts uh, experience and, and and tricks and things like that to the game. Or you know I've thought about thought about the game critically for a long time and and I've got my own experience, so I I bring that to my coaching. Like bring something to it. Don't just show up and expect to 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 reap reward.
hours. Like that's yeah. obviously like, yeah, man. even, even if it's just a hard work ethic, like a great work ethic and, and the ability to listen, like that's invaluable. Like if you can bring that to, to a, yeah. whether it's a local gym or, or a, a little more recognized gym, like bring either knowledge or a fucking good attitude and, and the willingness to learn, you know, it's kind of corny, but honestly, like I, that's the biggest thing. Like the yeah. biggest three things for success in my mind, work ethic, support system, including like your team, and then the desire to win. Like each one of those isn't isn't really valuable without without the other. Like you need all three kind of. So yeah. start with start with the ones you you have and and find find the rest. You know. I love it. That's great yeah. advice. Fantastic advice. That's there you have it, folks, from the man himself who's been through it and now coaching at the highest level. We're very, very proud of you, Mike. I'm uh, uh, honored to uh, have experienced uh, working with you in the past, and hopefully we can get some of your up-and-coming maybe alpha male fighters on, on a card in the future or something with us out here. But uh, the East Coast. Man, yeah, it's always cool, man, watching your Instagram and seeing you in the UFC agreed. corner and that. It's really neat, yeah. Yeah, living cool. vicariously through you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I know <laughs> that guy. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Oh, thanks for keeping uh, martial arts alive on the East Coast and growing it, guys. Like, like I said, I mean, so much bigger now than it was when we all started. Like, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to see you guys really just taking it and running with it. Hey, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. It's because of guys like you and other guys who who started, man. So keep up the great work uh, in doing what you're doing. Lots of love from our end, and, oh, yeah. and uh, stay busy, everybody. Where can everybody follow you out there, Mike, uh, on uh, Instagram and all that fun stuff? Yeah, Instagram is the one I use the most. So just at Michael dot uh, or uh, have a another like technique page, uh, proper combat on Instagram as well. So if you want to follow either one of those, I got a link on on that Instagram. I got a link to that too. So perfect. Um, if you're looking for technique, proper combat. If you just want to say, Hey, or follow the journey, watch the, watch the fight camps unfold. That's the one. I love it. Perfect. Awesome. Good business trip to Sacramento in the future. Love it. Oh, I, All feel right. like, yeah. I feel like we got to, yeah. <laughs> Boy, Thanks, I got an extra room. So uh, let me know when you're in town. I got an extra room and uh, it's always open. Perfect. Awesome. There you go. We'll no. make it happen tonight. Oh, we're booking it. <laughs> Thanks again, Mike. Right appreciate on. it, man. Take care. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Thanks for Cheers, man. Great. That was cool. What a great guy. It's nice to catch up with him. It's been a been a it's while. Been a while, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah, it is. It's amazing to see people succeed in, in something that they love. And, and yeah. that's really good advice. Bring something to the table. Oh, that is yeah, really man. good advice. The amount of people that show up everywhere and just expect things to be handed to him it's like yeah. well listen now like this guy over here has put a year of hard work in and yeah. you just showed up through the door and expect the same kind of treatment yeah you know right. it doesn't no. work like that he's right no. man. show up bring something to the table yeah that's it oh, well you, you know you've coached plenty of guys yourself too so it's, it's interesting yeah. to hear that so well, that was uh, fantastic. Hopefully, we can get him on again in, in the near future, and uh, you know, maybe do something different. Maybe you know, just kind of a breakdown of what it's like on a day by day going through a fight. Yeah, that was the one thing I wanted around. to hear. Was yeah, save because, for the next one, the day to day at Team Alpha. Yeah, uh, they could be pretty busy. Anyway, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll get him on next. But let's get on to our second guest here. Uh, anybody it. watching, uh, make sure you get out there and check out uh, FightLeagueAtlantic.com. Uh, you can get out there. Uh, we just launched our apparel today. Uh, so yeah, you can throw that up. There it is. Jamie, throw that up. Uh, if you go on there, uh, you'll save $10, uh, and get free shipping anywhere in North America, only available until July 13th. Uh, get up there, fightleagueatlantic.com. Get on the shop, use the promo code order. LA hyphen presale. 
Use the code. That's right. That's, that's right. it. Use the don't use the code actually. Hell with the code. <laughs> Forget about the code. Yeah. Buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah, right. whitelegatlantic.com, click on shop. Make there we go. Let's get into our second guest here right away. Uh, man, this guy, we tried to get him on here the other night. Uh, Mike, Mick Roy, Michael Roy, whatever you'd like to call him. Uh, he's the owner of Royal Jiu-Jitsu. He's a brown belt. John, uh, you may or may not know this guy. He came out here to the Nova Scotia Open. Uh, the last I, I know who he is from that tournament where he just cleaned right up. Um, that's all I know him by. Yeah, he's uh, he's from Quebec City, uh, previously trained in another club. Now he's opening his own club, uh, like I said, Royal Jiu-Jitsu. He's won a, a, a quite a few tournaments as well at the IBJJF level, and uh, he's a guy that I think is going to uh, make a big statement in Jiu-Jitsu uh, moving in the future. He's big, he's strong. Uh, he just had a baby. Uh, well, he himself didn't. His family did. Uh, he must so, be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, let's bring him on and see if that's changed him and, and what his kind of future goals are uh, moving forward. So without a doubt, without further ado, Mr. Mick Roy. How are hey, you? what's up, guys? Hey, awesome. buddy. How you doing, man? Good, good. Yourself? Awesome. Thanks so much for You're joining excellent. us. Thanks We're for uh, letting me come online. Yes, no, thanks again. We're good this time. Last time we had a little bit of an issue. My apologies yeah. for that. Wi-Fi, you never know, man. You never <laughs> yeah, know. Right. I, I thought it was gonna. I told you it was gonna be way better this time, though. Yeah, look at you go, man. Perfect. We're perfect. <laughs> so, uh, you know, John and I are both promoters out here in the East Coast. We obviously we were talking about you coming out here to the East Coast and competing for us. But before we get into all that kind of stuff, like, why did you get into jujitsu? What What's your story? Was it the UFC? Was it uh, bullying? Or are you a hockey athletic guy? The transition what's what's your story of why you get into this mess all right so i've always so i've never been really good at school so my exit door was always sports and stuff mm -hmm. so uh, it, it it around like 10 or 11 years old i started snowboarding nice i got closer to like good people like good people wanted me to be better so i started snowboard a lot and then uh around 15 16 i made like a huge step in my career so like now i i stopped school to snowboard full time and then what? i made it to like the let's say the next gen team like on uh -huh. the national team like not the official national team because i was too young and there was already a team up there mm -hmm. so like i was traveling the world i was snowboarding every day like 300 uh, days a year wow it was a it was like it was fun but it wasn't the, it wasn't the same work as like jiu-jitsu but let's talk about the carrier like in snowboarding it's like everything's fun right it's like yeah. you get up in the morning there's no stress you're just gonna go shred with your homies and like you're gonna you're gonna shred all day right from eight till like four or five and then you go home some sometime you're gonna get wasted when you're younger <laughs> it's easier right but around 20 i was i'm 26 so i run like 19 20. Every time I'd be home at summer, I would just just go to my uh, MMA club that was just uh, by my house, and I would go I would go train, do some kickboxing, no gi jiu jitsu, but like I was really a beginner, but I wasn't I, I was pretty good because I was really yeah. athletic. And um, for like three years, I was just doing on and off, like couple months a year, like here and there. It was super fun. And then at one point, I was a uh, was it yeah. I just had my purple belt. I was in 2016. I uh, it was in March. Yeah, it was a, so I was in Whistler in March, and um, I was off season, so I wasn't doing jiu jitsu at that time. Mm -hmm. 
it was like the last uh competition before like olympic trials and stuff and like i failed and like i i fell to my side i just look at my shoulder got a concussion and oh, stuff oh. So yeah, I, like my, my my body's really fucked by jujitsu, you know, and <laughs> yeah. by snowboarding because like my knees, my back, and like all the impacts like over over the years and stuff. Yeah. So uh, you were screwed before you started. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I had like the structure though, you know, like the legs, the core, and stuff. Yeah. Like it builds over time, right? Because like you spend uh -huh. the whole day on your on your snowboard, your legs are like. Yeah. So that's where your size comes from. Yeah, yeah. Because like my, my upper body's always been super small, but my bottom, like my, my bottom, like everything from um, uh, legs below. Oh wait, that, that's not what I meant. But like, <laughs> that's what you meant. Everything from the hips down, buddy. Hold it now, bro. Classic. So, uh, the French, huh? Yeah, right, so. yeah. That's so, good. yeah, I so basically it. I built a lot of strength from that. So just to make it short, I decided one day I was just going to be the best at jiu-jitsu. From a day to another, I stopped snowboarding completely. And then I just started my career pretty much. And I, I started working at like a snowboard shop, but I was uh, teaching and training every day. So like slowly I made a transition to like full time from working overnight into a bar so I could train all day. Mm -hmm. Work all night, sleep a little bit, train, train, sleep in the afternoon, train, teach, and then work again. So until like I make it to this point right now. Man, Amazing. That's incredible. I, I gotta I I gotta don't say anything, but this is someone's calling me at the moment. Ooh, you should <laughs> that's, take that. That's, uh, that could you, be good news, man. I'm just gonna leave that there, just so oh you know, Mike. Not to not to uh, digress on your story, but that's the director of combat sports calling us right now. So we put in our proposal. So we're anyway. Let's get back yeah. to. So that's a pretty interesting story <laughs> because the most that's that's pretty crazy. So being a snowboarder, like so, you are very close, like to to being an Olympian. So you're obviously not just the physical aspect. That's where your mental kind of composure for you it's like you came down here for anybody who isn't aware he drove down to nova scotia he contacted me out of nowhere he was like hey i just want to come down and compete and i was like well please please do you know the, the more the more the merrier and he came down he drove by yourself i believe mike yeah and uh he it's came down drive did you oh. lose a match did joel nah. joel gave you a very close match i believe in the final yeah, but then I passed his guard just at the end, I think. Yeah, that was a really, really tight match. But other oh, yeah. than, like, there was some other good matches. But, man, like, it, it was an incredible. So that's, I guess, where your mental strength comes. You just came out and put on a display. It it, it did. But, like, I always try to train my mind because I'm really conscious of what I think and what I feel at the moment. And it's, like, I think this is where everybody missed the point. Like, they think they train hard. But, like, I think if you train your mind – in the moment this is where you get better than everybody else right mm. so this is what i've learned from snowboarding like my circle of people in snowboarding is really big like the guys they're the world best all right but they're from quebec and like yeah. montreal like max perot septutes like these guys are mentally crazy they, they would snowboard and try a trick for hours and hours and hours and hours non-stop like we, we would learn tricks on the trampoline but like that is not hard work all right because jiu-jitsu is like I wake up in the morning, I train, I train three times a day. And like, th this is like, it's hard. It's painful, right? It's, snowboarding, mm -hmm. it's, it's mentally the whole time. Like your body gets tired, but it's not strength. It's not like someone 
putting pressure against you. It's more like you try something, but you fail over and over yeah, and over true. and over. So like failure is nothing to me anymore. So that's why I can learn so fast. Like anything I pick up, I, like I learn it real fast. Like jiu-jitsu, it took me about like three years and I was like such a higher level already than most of the people because like failure never got to me, right? Yeah, okay. So there's no negative setback. It's just all positive and forward momentum. Exactly. Like I know yeah. everything leads to something better, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I've been there before. Like it, sometimes yeah. it took me like days and weeks to get a trick down. And once I got it, it was good, right? But jiu-jitsu is so much faster, right? Because you, yeah, yeah. you can do so many repetitions, right? Snowboarding, there's the weather as well, yeah. right? So yeah, like, that's true too. You, If you bail on a trick, it's not like you're just like, okay, grab the arm again and do the arm bar. You have to legit – A, you might be hurt. Two, you gotta <laughs> yeah. pit, you're like, fuck, I got to get up and do that shit again and I go know. all the way back to the wherever you were and do it again. Like, And wait, the worst yeah. – you know what it is? There's no tournaments in Canada. Switzerland, Russia, Spain, Turkey, uh, New Zealand, Australia. So every tournament you go, like a competition, we call it like a contest. It's at least three thousand dollars, right? Man. Oh, Snowboard wow. League Atlantic, twenty-two. <laughs> there you go. The financial stress is insane when you start, because yes, yes, the government pays a little bit and like stuff like that, but. It's not enough, you know. So like, you're always on the line of like, if you win, you get money. If you don't win, you don't get money. So like, yeah. and then you get there, and there's the weather. It's foggy, raining, or it's super windy. So like, but jujitsu, there's nothing like that, right? So jujitsu is <laughs> yeah. easy, right? Because like, it's always the same thing, and it's always on you. It's never because of the weather. That's why I I love snowboarding. I hate contests because you can't control the weather, mm, right? Yeah. So it's never like it's on you, your skills and stuff, but it's not on like you can't control yeah. anything, right? No, no, it's yeah. very true. Yeah, it's 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 interesting about I, I never heard that like had anybody transitioned from kind of snowboard before. I never heard any like everybody in jujitsu or not everybody, but you know, back in the day, people you say, oh, you know, it was for the little guy, you know, but I I I think it's changed a lot now where. Yeah. The, the technique still benefits the little guy, but only that, against somebody that doesn't know jujitsu. Yeah. Like it's, it's awful hard to go against somebody who's 20 pounds bigger than you and also knows jujitsu. Garden said it, right. He, he said like the sport is so immature right now. Like mm. if like he, he would never lose to someone lighter than him, like in any sports, like wrestling or anything, there's, there will never be a 160 pound guy will be the 200 pound, right? That, that, yeah. that's never going to happen. So like the sport is still so new, even if the technique is there and stuff like, yeah, there's it's, so much to learn. still. Oh, it's so true. So it's, well, it's freestyle, right? You can yeah. have any style. You can use anything you want. I feel like it's infinite. Like the combinations of moves and sequences and body parts that can be used. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, as a black belt, I still feel like a white belt most of the time. I still learn new stuff all the time. If ever mm -hmm. I go to a seminar, that's never a fear of like, oh, I hope they don't just show stuff I've seen before because it never happens. It's never happened. Yeah. I always learn something. Even if it's just a couple things, that's all I can remember anyway. <laughs> and it, that's true, though. That's a good point. Right? And the fun thing is like you pointed out, there's always something to learn and you always feel you can learn. Mm -hmm. But you got to be aware of that, right? Because some people are 100%. not, you know? So, yeah. like, if you're aware of something new, like, I'll tell you right now, 
I've learned a lot because like I, I went for six months and trained with another team and like I've learned crazy stuff. I, I got there as a purple belt. I was pretty good. I was winning in tournaments because like I, I, I perform way better in tournaments and in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, oh, wow. but, I, but I got there and I was uh, I was struggling so bad with white belts and blue belts because of the basics. Yeah. Ah. I couldn't even get out, like uh, out of the like mount position. I couldn't hold it, you know. But like after six months, I think I was like six times better because the only thing I did over there was listening. I've mm. never taught. I was just doing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, then, and then now I picked up like you know a uh, Cameron Flexack. Yeah, Cameron? of course. Yeah. He's. He he made me someone like way better. Like all of these guys over there, and I was training with him. Like all, they they know the basics, and it's crazy on when you listen instead of like talking. How much you can learn, right? Oh yeah. man, I always yeah. learn more listening than talking. <laughs> yeah, it's he, man. That kid, he competed at my event uh, we did in Toronto. He actually he competed against Chris Lee Byrne. I think they were the first match of the night, but. Uh, He's a, he, I think he was a blue belt maybe or a purple belt then, and he's won so many tournaments. He's he's. But this guy is way better than Jim. Oh really? In, in my opinion, I feel yeah. like when there's a little bit of pressure, he maybe holds back a little bit. But it did change a lot lately. Yeah. But in the in the gym, I feel like he's way he's like world class in the gym. Yeah. When there's nothing to lose. He's so good. Like I've never, oh, I, I've man. never got beat up that much. Like it's ne it never, never happened. That yeah. guy in the gym is insane. Like there's, there's so many people like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. I was gonna say there's way more guys that are better in the gym and 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 lack in in competition than what you've got going on. <laughs> you've got like the fighters' dream mentality where competition is all the way to huge and but on the other part, it's like when I train, I'm so gentle. Like I don't want to hurt anybody, and like uh, I don't want to like I train and like I'm scared of people get mad at me because I'm I'm yeah, like I'm the I, same way. I never try to hurt someone, right? Yeah, I'd be like, hey, but like when I go in tournaments, I don't care, you know. But your movement was really smooth, though. Like when I watched you compete, like it was a really really smooth movement. You weren't like, and maybe uh, Tarantini might think different because i think you hurt his ankle i mean i think in a match but yeah. um and he's good i heard never heard of him and then after it's like everybody's like hey he's good i was like oh yeah i don't know but i'm glad the match ended really quick weekly <laughs> really good he's but he's also a really good person but for yeah. you like not just your technique but you were really easy to deal with like you're really gracious and really just like a true kind of martial artist right and that's you know another reason like you know, we, we've kind of kept in touch a little bit through the years and just kind of wondering how things are going. And obviously you have an, a new uh, little family member there. Congratulations, by the way, on that. Uh, did, that did that change anything? With, with oh, man, everything. All right. So, like, let me tell you a little story. So, yeah, yesterday I went and did mountain bike, all right, just for fun. I, I'm not good at it, all right. I, I think I, I've never done mountain bike in my whole life. So I was actually gonna go there for just taking photos of my friends and like stuff like that. He let me take his bike, it's like really good bike. I go in there, start having fun, and I'm like trying to live in the moment. I'm like, man, this is new. This is so much fun and like it's different, but like I still can understand some stuff because of snowboarding, like pumping tracks and stuff. I like yeah, start moving. Yeah. And like I notice, I, 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 I notice, do you guess what I mean? 
I'm, I'm getting that. better. Like I, I, I'm getting better real fast. Like as time goes on, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, there's so much more in life. Like I feel like in a ten, like in the past ten years, I'm 26. I've been competing and be like being on myself for ten years. I've been training, eating, thinking about competing every single day and beating yeah. anyone in my head and in the gym and in the weight uh, weight room. Anyone that be there, I had to be better, more focused, and like everything. I, I have to read. Like my family time, girlfriend time wasn't. It was it was never there because in my head, that was the ultimate goal and that would make me happy. I never, I've never been happy in a ta- in the past ten years because you always want more. Like gold yeah. medals mean nothing to me. I win them, I put them in the gym because the kids lo- love to see yeah. it. Right? They yeah. they they love the picture and they like they see themselves getting that. Right? Yeah. For me, like it's yeah, just it's another step. Happen. Exactly. Yeah. You take it. And I'm like, if you see me. As soon as I get off the podium, I'm like, okay, throw it in the throw it in my bag. Did you throw those belts in the garbage? Nah, they're not. They're still in the gym. <laughs> yeah. they, the kids love them. Yeah, no doubt. They're really good. So basically, what I mean is like, there's so much more to life yeah. than competing and like just killing your body every single day and like trying to get your mind stronger and stronger. Like at one point, I would not even feel any emotion. I will not get mad. I will not get impatient. I would not even, I think I didn't cry for eight years. Nothing, nothing could get to me because I was so focused on being the best, you know, and like the best guys, they don't get anything get to them. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. But then I got a kid and like, this is the, my, it put me back right on earth. Now I can like, I start, my teachings different with the kids and like, I feel what they want to learn. I want to be there for them. I want to, I want them to like look up to someone and that person be me, like teaching them every day. I want them to go home and be like, Hey, Mick told me this, like, I need to get better at this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't think of yourself anymore. Right. Cause like you, yeah. you got to think of like, you got to help more people. If you help more people, it makes you feel so good and stuff like that. Very nice. Yeah. Very John, nice. John so would know all about that. Yeah, I got a couple kids myself, a couple boys. Nice. Hold it. Yeah. At four and eight, almost nine. So. Oh, nice. So I much gotta, fun, I, I guess, right? Yeah, very fun. And then as they get older, of course, it's just more and more things you can do with them, right? But. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, I'm a few years ahead of you, yeah, man. But you'll... <laughs> so, you, so, you, so you can definitely feel what I feel, right? <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. I mean, as a coach myself, I coach kids, and and that mentality definitely changes after you have your own children. Mm. You just see things differently, and of course, the way you present yourself and, and received by these young people is incredibly important. And the fact that you're mm-hmm. conscious of it is important because there's a lot of people that aren't and they just act like idiots around kids and they don't realize how susceptible and impressionable they are. Right. So, Oh yeah. It's so important. Imperative, man. Um, that's impact, kind of a, yeah. hundred percent. The impact we have on them, the way you walk, the, they're going to, they're going to do everything you do. The way yeah. you eat, drink, walk, Breathe. This is the way they want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. I got kids with the same haircut as me. There you go. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> like they want to be like s- someone they can look up to, right? Really. So, Good role models. It's yeah. so important, but like sometimes we don't even know we're role models for kids, right? No, mm-hmm. it's true. 
It's I know true. when I'm around like John or Jared or or any of my like Jay or anybody, I know I'm missing other people that are kids and stuff that are buddies of mine, but you can tell like when and it's a cool thing to watch when somebody's a good parent and, and the kids look up to them. It's a you know, it's because I look at it and I'm I'm proud of my friend. You, you know, it's like yeah. oh, that's, that's a really cool thing because you're raising a good human, right? Oh, yeah. and, man, it's important because there's you've, a lot of you've been around for a while, right? You you've seen these kids grow, right? Yeah. No, no, like not no. as much for John, but other other friends, you, you know, you've seen them come and go and, and grow and stuff. And, you know, it's 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 cool. It's it's a huge impact that you can make. Uh, like you said, uh, everything that they do, you know, they look up to you like you're their guy. Gu- you're their guardian. You're who they're, you're their world. Mm-hmm. You know, I have two it, cats. But. And it's something we like I personally take it like like a really important task for me, like to grow in that area. Because this is what made me, that that thing that I can tell that makes me really happy when the parents get home and like write me on Facebook and they'd be like, hey, uh, I've never seen my kids so happy to learn something and like want to go back to it. Because like, yeah, but most kids quit sports because of their coach, not because they don't like the sport. Right. Totally. Yeah. So true. Man, I got a good book here. This is it right here. Bruce Beaton. I would highly recommend. Where the heck is it? This yeah, book. Athlete, big leaders. All right. Yeah. If you are any kind of a coach or a parent, Bruce is a good guy, lives local, played in the CFL, wrote this book. Cool. Uh, yeah. Just a off-the-cuff plug. That's a great book for anybody. Should get him on here on the podcast. That's an influence with young people. Yeah, we absolutely should. He's a businessman here now in the Valley and uh, a successful and very intelligent gentleman. So, Thank yeah. you. Uh, I'll look at that from the old – Look at that. It's been there every show, look, and nobody knew. That's right, man. It's important. Look. You gotta, you gotta continue to educate yeah. yourself. Derek's got energy drinks and coffee and tea. Oh, I was pointing over books. here, but this is John's Don't get ahead of yourself, bro. It's energy <laughs> drinks and booze over here. Like. Oh boy. Oh, it's oh, all shop. I got books all over the place. I gotta get here, the sponsor man. stuff in here, bro. <laughs> That'd yeah, be yeah, awesome. No, man, yeah. that's awesome. But before uh, before we get out of here, Mick. You're opening a school or just open a school? So I'm opening a school soon. I don't know when, like probably in the next month. Yeah. Not not the next month, but like around September or October, I'd say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everything's getting uh, closer to closer. Like we're, we're really close on like getting everything on the way. Like probably nice. if like, tomorrow or after tomorrow, we're going to be, we're, we're going to start building and it's going to go real fast. Oh, that's beautiful, man. As, did the COVID thing set you back or did it kind of fall into place as planned? It's anyway. the best opportunity for me. Beautiful. Like, it's like I, with the gym I was with, it was good, man. It was the perfect, like, I've learned a lot of stuff. I've been with them forever since my beginning and stuff like that. I love these guys, but like, for me, it was just like, it was my time to like grow, like to build something that I can, mm-hmm. I can like, live with my grow. family and stuff yeah. like that. Cause like, I don't want to compete for money, you know. Yeah, it, I, I don't. I, I don't want to kill myself for money like I used to do for ten years in a row. Like I, I know mm-hmm. I won't be able to do that and like spend time with my kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, having my gym with the COVID situation, like, it was it was a good time for me to like take a step back and like think where I want to go in life. And I think that was like the perfect moment for me to do that. Plus, mm-hmm. like 
everything was so cheap, the locals and like everybody want to sell stuff. And like, I had so wow. much choice. So like everybody was like, Hey, this is a bad idea. I was like, hell no, this is the best time to make it happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it puts everybody on an even playing field really quick. Oh yeah. So like, to... let's say, let's say you've been inside for three months, right? What's the first thing you want to do when you come back? That's what I'm Punch saying. Somebody. Health. Punch right? Health. <laughs> all right. So like, yeah, you're right. all, all the gyms are going to grow after that one. Right. So yeah. like, if, exactly. Let's if you were super broke, that was not the good time, right? Yeah. But if yeah. you have something to invest and stuff like that, that is a good time because the return is going to be way bigger. You're going to be there'll be more people looking for your services after a crisis like that, right? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting though that you say that because to me, the the government's really because it's tough for them. I you know some people might call me an idiot for saying this, but really the first thing they should be promoting is health and wellness. Like the people that are getting affected by this disease are people who are, uh, I don't know, actually, I'm not, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to say the wrong thing, but they should be promoting health yeah. and wellness as anything like that. Well, yeah. First, it's not, un it's not unfair to say COVID related or not, that exercise and nutrition are going to lead to a healthier lifestyle where you're less susceptible right. to anything that's right. shitty that's going around that's that's yeah that's just true if you Absolutely. exercise and you work your lungs and you get blood pumped through your body and you know you're eating you like right you you uh renew yourself every time you train right yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think uh like with jujitsu especially more than more than just you know weight training or whatever the mental um aspect and, and you know like it's like therapy for a lot mm -hmm. of guys you found a fun way to relieve stress, to get one of the best workouts you're ever going to get doing anything. Um, and your mind and your body are completely occupied usually when you're on the mats. So it can be a big... Living you know, in the moment, right? Yeah, you're living in the moment. So it's a break from all the other bullshit you just yeah. dealt with all day. You there's no debts. There's nobody you don't like. Yeah, your best buddies are there. Right now. Yeah. The, and, the best time to live is right now, right? Hell yeah, man. Well, it's, Absolutely. It, it's, it, it's really true. And, and to be positive and come out of this, like uh, at the end of the day, like it can always be worse. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's and at least we're not going to a war. You know what? <laughs> I would not, take a virus over a war any day. Yeah. Knock on whatever, you know, things can be way fucking worse Less to be in Canada at the moment. Blessed to be in Canada and, yeah, and, and good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hell yes, yeah. Oh man, and then, you know. But like you said, like the opportunities that have come from this time, um, not just in cheap real estate, but the time to put into maybe a business plan or start something new mm -hmm. or or have time to reflect on your on your situation and to do something about it. Um, yeah, it's good. And like Derek said, it's 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 made more of an even playing field in some some situations, but sitting around and bitching and moaning and complaining aren't going to do anything for you. So, you know, if you can get a gym open up this fall and something you're passionate about, it's going to make you happy and support your family. Like, hell yeah, you should go for it. Even if you're not sure if it's going to work. Oh yeah. And like the craziest you're thing 26. is like, yeah. And like what I've learned from that is like, there's too many people who says no around me, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I'm like, man, you guys like, where's your highs? Where's your vision? Like, because people who says no, people are terrified. They're stuck, they're stuck there, I feel. And yeah. everybody says yes. I feel like they're free, you know, like they yeah. do whatever they want. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the money right now. I know I'm, what you mean. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about like if I want to go out there and like be by myself, I can do it. Mm -hmm. But they rather stay inside or like do something. 
on a daily basis that they don't like. They don't want like, to be uncomfortable. Exactly. Yeah. I th- I, like it's funny you thought you, you said this because I've never been in like such an uncomfortable position. Because like athletes are selfish, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. Like we think about us. Sure. Yeah. Have to be. You we have to be. Yeah. We want to control everything our training, diet, nutrition. We don't trust anybody because promoters we think everybody <laughs> is not as good as we are for us. Like this, this yeah. is how I think yeah. a lot. But like in that moment, I can't control. Like, I'm not controlling anything. And like I've never been so stressed in like the last three months of my whole life. <laughs> I'm just out there and waiting for people yeah. to do stuff and like papers yeah. and I'm like that just waiting for emails all day and I'm like oh man it's killing me <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean man it's so, <laughs> like our event like putting on like we both put on plenty of events before and that kind of stuff and but the level of like for us fight league atlantic one was is was a huge thing it's it's very similar to what you're talking about like we went through a lot of things like i lost my job we lost a business partner we had the main event canceled with flights the weather there was other things involved too and like there was so much stress but at the end of the day we, we sat back and like we just gave each other a good pat the back and we're like man what a great job we did and there was a big team around us but and you're going to do the same thing a month after you open right you're going to be like who gives a shit and anybody who around you who who second guesses you is going to come and they're going to be like wow mm. it might take them a while it might take them a while yeah, we're building something real special no doubt and right. man there's just there's just so many more people out there that are unwilling to take a chance or to be uncomfortable or to do anything they don't, you know, it's not in their basic routine that mm-hmm. are just more than happy to sit around and bitch and moan about their situation, but never, ever, ever take one step in the direction to fix it or do yeah. anything about it. It makes feel, it makes you feel so good. And like, yeah, I think yeah. as like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys teach and stuff. Yeah. I think the reason why people love their coaches is because like, I'm not scared to make that people step in that zone. Like, yeah. I feel like, Go ahead and try it. Do it. Yeah. Do that next round. Like, do it, and you'll feel better. You, yeah. The only thing's gonna happen is gonna regret for not doing it. Right? Yeah. See, it's your part of your job is, and, and my job as a coach as well is to see the potential in somebody, exactly. and then make sure they know about it because they're sitting there self doubting or doubting, you know, their ability or or, or whatever. And you got to get in there and be like, man, you can do this. What are you talking about? I just seen you kick six people's ass. What are you talking about? You're tired. And then they yeah. do it. And then exactly the afterwards they're being and then you reward it. Yeah. Like, Man, that was exactly what you like yeah. what you're born for, right? Yeah. yeah. 100%. 100%. Go. They go home. They go home. What do you think they do? Tell hey, everybody about how awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, yeah. honey, I did this, this. You know yeah. what you should do? Hey, you know why? We should just go bike together. Like, like you said the other like like more. The more you push, the more you push others and others yeah. push and like it grows positive it positivity positive spreads, man. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. If you go home like that, doesn't yeah. right? no good. And it's you send true. someone home on like a you know, their self-confidence is up and they feel good, and maybe the next day at work they speak up or they throw their idea in the circle or they make something happen. Maybe they're willing to speak up for themselves where they weren't before and mm-hmm. you know, it's just gonna Oh, it's that that is keep so going, right? said. like th- that's actually an interesting little sentence. Like, just see the potential. Like how you said that, John. Like, see the potential. Like that's such yeah, a absolutely. good little quote. Like, like everybody, like from from the homeless person on the street to the kid walking in your club. Like 
everybody has so much potential, whether it's in sports or whether it's to just, if they're having a shitty day to smile, right? Like you had that potential. It can be small, it can be big, but that's a really great point from both of you guys. I love that. Yeah, it's true, man. And so you, you mentioned smiling. Try this someday or next time you guys are out. Like, I mean, Mick's got a nice smile. He'll be fine. But what smile, the hell? Smile, what the smile, hell? At, smile at somebody. Smile at somebody. And you watch if they don't smile back. It's Fuck like, you. It's contagious, right? If you walk around with a shitty look like this guy all the time, that's where you're going to get If you just make a point to smile, like if I'm walking through my fitness gym and it's a big spot, most of the time I'll, I'll try to remember to put a smile oh, on my true. face and you just smile and look happy and it makes everybody else feel the same way around you. And that's so true. Like, yeah. it's funny you say that because I've been really like in my head and busy lately because like I've been waiting on the emails and like trying to set, set things up and like <laughs> make sure we're on time and stuff like that. But every time I like, sometimes I'd be close to my girlfriend, I'd be like, because <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like that all day. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> man. You're thinking, Thank you. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you go like that, like and she's like, what are you doing? And then we start laughing, right? Yeah. yeah. Smiling is very, very important. I know I've struggled the last few months. I'm being, uh, I, have the, I have trouble kind of being positive as it is with some of the shit that I deal with and in, in behind the scenes, let me tell you. But um, it's it changes your whole outlook on everything yeah. your day and but also going back to training too, like your mental health like that's why i've been struggling the last few months because i, I work in trial again i said it a hundred times my business is like both industry business shut down and i can't train so it's like i don't yeah. know uh but it's slowly getting surely everyone's getting open yeah. back up here yeah. have you been training at all in quebec mick i got one training on saturday in the past four months yeah wow killing me yeah <laughs> no doubt. I, uh, I, for real i hit like nothing like you know no not no performance no weightlifting nothing i went into wow. like a small depression for real yeah, yeah. Like, just like yeah it's, it's like oh, we're athletes right so like i i knew yeah. it so i took actions and like i got i, I got out like real fast right yeah for two months i was just like eating Oreos and stuff. And I was like, this is good. I like more mayo here and there. Like, and then I was like, oh man, I'm losing it. Right. Yeah. yeah. It gets oh, yes. old fast. Eh? When you finally do relax and just let yourself do yeah. some, you know, bad habits or whatever, it gets old pretty fast. Oh, like, it's nine in the morning. And the feeling of feeling good cookies. and exercising just outweighs the yeah. slacking yeah. off and eating like shit and, and not doing any exercise. Like, my, my body, you're, you're, except I don't exercise. You're exactly saying it, right? But like, there's one thing. Like, you, you you made me think of that. I, I've always been like all in my whole life, right? So like, I've never actually took weight or like being depressed a little bit because of stuff like that. But that time here, like, I, I think I took like ten pounds. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was getting a little bit more fat, you know, like here and there, and I was like, yeah. oh man, it's real like, stuff. <laughs> for like, I haven't cheat on food in since July, uh, June third. So I've been consistent, like uh, consistent on something. Yeah, You're hitting the gym since they're open every single day. Six, uh, I mean, six days a week, and now I can see results. But like now, I can see that people who's been doing that for years, how hard it is for them, right? So now I can, right. I can be in their place now. So like, nothing happened. Like, everything happens for a reason now. Like mm. that part here made me grow and like me more yeah. more empathic towards those people that are struggling into getting back in shape. And now I can feel that like how hard it is. It's been one month 
and I've seen a little bit of a progress. Imagine being 40 pounds overweight and you yeah. got to use that person to make it through and you got to yeah. convince them to keep going, keep going. And like they're giving up for two weeks. They come back. They took three steps back. And now I know like yeah. how good I can be to them and like make them push further, further. And they hit that like step where they're like, okay, let's go. I'm on it. Right. Yeah, yeah man. You have Motivated. a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good way to be. And, uh, I think it was like we were talking about with Malad earlier, you know, just having a good coach is is a huge game changer in sports, man. So with that said, I guess, I guess we'll say, uh, Mick, before we get out of here, uh, what's, what's something memorable in your life that kind of got you to this moment, got you through tough times, not just uh, jujitsu, maybe when it goes back to the snowboarding, you know, at a, at a high level, what's something that really sticks with you, whether it's a mentor or something someone said to you, what's got you through? Um, I've always had one of my friends, like he, do you guys watch the Olympics? That's like snowboarding, like Max Perot, Max Perot. I've heard of him. Yeah. He's like, we're really similar in a way. Like he's more introvert and I'm more like, ex, like, uh, extrovert. extrovert. Yeah, exactly. But he's, he made me work. Like he, he made me mentally so strong. Like 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 lately he he beat cancer, came back, won X Games twice in a row. Like he he was out for months, beat wow. cancer. The month after he's uh like uh, back on the on his snowboard, he wins X Games and like he's mentally so strong. So like like he he did learn, he did teach me over the time that like you just gotta keep going, 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 and as much as like as long as you keep going you'll keep growing and then like this from that point like there's no turning back you know because you just keep want to go because you know the feeling of keep yeah. when you keep going just get better and better and More like success. exactly like yeah i want to be remembered you know like let's say if i die tomorrow i know there'll be people saying like he helped me get there like i'm not saying that because I want to be that person. I want to bring something to everybody around me. Like I want to, I want to make everybody feel good when I'm there. Right. Mm, so like, yeah. That's cool. That's a good outlook. It's if you die tomorrow, I know people will be there, you know, cause I've been there for them at the lowest when I could. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, it, it kind of tells more about your personality and what you're like, because again, coming out uh, from the way I met you and stuff like again how just of a, a nice kind gentle guy you are and it, it kind of tells me more about you in your approach to life right that's kind of yeah. cool it's a, it's a nice uh, a nice circle I guess we'll call yeah, it because some people see me on the mat and I like you see me as a killer you know like cause yeah going I only go for submissions submissions like I'm I, I just gonna go and kill right yeah and yeah. but like that was a really special moment like I just remember uh, your tournament when I was a purple belt I the week before uh, when was that's it right that's right i remember I that. my mother that's right i remember and that like, i went on there it was really hard to stay focused i had chills the whole tournament i was listening to uh yeah you hit your headphones drake, on yeah, the whole time yeah, the whole time i was listening to drake uh non-stop yeah you know so yeah. it's like go 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 let's go let's go let's do it and like i never got tired in any of the matches there's something really crazy happening with my body since my i lost my mom if i think of her i get chills and there's nothing stopping me at that time if it's weights i'll do two or three more reps just because i thought of that i get i get chills yeah i do sprints i get super tired 
think of that, it gives me so much. It, it's a oh, nobody wow. can feel it for me. Very bad. Nobody Josh. can feel that. But that is insane how much I gain from that situation. Is and that like, like an adrenaline shot almost? Kinda, kinda. Wow. Like, it is, you can channel that, it. or does it just happen kind of involuntarily? I can, I can use it whenever I want. I just that, think that's of amazing. it. I just think of it like how much pain she went through and like how much I can go further than that because like this is nothing this compared is to what she went that. through. So like on that day, nothing would stop me. Not yeah. nobody. Like that it was I think it was like one week after. Yeah. Wow. You were like the terminator, dude. It was you just tore through the whole thing and it was it was cool to to see, see you come out here. Yeah, it was but you you know it was I guess that tells a lot more of the story now too. When when you say it like that, you're you're motivated and nothing was going to stop you. So it was cool to have you out here, and uh, hopefully we can get you back out here and in the future once or, or maybe we can get up there to Quebec and send some send some. Uh, we were talking a business trip out to Sacramento. We might as well do one to Quebec City too. Might as well have yeah, a yeah, stay right. <laughs> that's right that's right all right mick thanks so much for joining us man thanks uh we had some audio and video trouble there the other night so thanks for sticking with us and coming back and uh for your patience and lots of love to you and your family uh and uh if we can do anything for you here on the east coast uh whether it's uh helping you out in in any way or john giving you advice on being a dad uh yeah, just reach out hey man hit me up anytime awesome Thanks again. There you have it, folks. Mick Roy. Good to have with you, man. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. Where can everybody find you online? Oh, yeah. Me? Ah, just on Instagram, Mick underscore Roy. I just post a lot of pictures. I've been in photography lately, so I just post a lot of pictures of my baby girl and like my girlfriend and stuff. So you guys want to follow up, just do it, and it'll be super fun. There you go. Perfect. Well, it's good information for the future club. Yep. All right. Perfect. Thanks again, Mick. Speak soon. Thank you, guys. See ya. Cheers, Mick. Great guy. Very great guy. Yeah, that, was, that was a good talk, man. Yeah. yeah I, mean, you want to right mind? I wish I was that smart when I was 26, man. Oh, dude. Can <laughs> you imagine? Yeah, no. I couldn't yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, he's uh, what a gem. That's cool. I, I would actually like to really get up and train with him at some point in Quebec City. Oh, man. Absolutely. So, would you like to listen to this on? on uh... I, would I? I don't know. Come to Rogers Wireless Voicemail. You have one new wireless voice message. You have one saved wireless voice message. My phone's going to die. Voice new message. Hello, Derek. It's uh, Hubert Earl calling. It's uh, Monday and it's 7.39 p.m. Wait to hear from you. Call him back. Are you kidding me? I thought you knew what he said for some reason. No, oh. I had no idea. I just said he called. Fingers crossed. He was like, let's make a show happen. Yeah. All right. We got to get back to him. See what's going on. But I got butterflies from that. I was like, oh, here it is. We're oh. fucking back. All right. I don't know how that sounded, but we're about to find out. So I'll give him a call. Folks, thanks for tuning in. Uh, that's episode 84. Everybody, uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night, we got a really fantastic episode. It's a promoters roundtable. We got four promoters from across Canada. Ourselves will be on. Uh, Jamie Champion from Prospect in Ontario, as well as uh, uh, Lee Mean out of uh, Rumble in the Cage in Alberta. And uh, of course, modern FC promoter and owner Adam Lorenz, as well as professional fighter. So, four of us will be on chatting about the scene and uh, how we can uh, all come out of this together. 
So thanks for tuning in. John, if you can be anything in this world, what are you going to be? Be kind, brother. All right. I shouldn't set you up like that. It sounds so stupid, but whatever. No, See you later. I like it. And shout out right. to the store. Peace. See you. Thanks for watching. Remember to hit that subscribe button and make sure to check out our apparel page on sale now until July 13th. As always, thanks to our friends. We'll see you tomorrow.